1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
2: All right, Rob. A story out of Michigan. My goodness! You know, one of my daughters went there,
3: but can you request a refund, Chris, on those four years you paid? Do I not like a half a million dollars? I I want to say her degree is is serving her well.
2: Uh, She's doing great, but um, yeah, man. I mean, this is bad news. Uh oh! Here come from Michigan, Rob G. Give us the summary of what's going on there.
4: Well, in summary, Jim Harbaugh allegedly (keyword being allegedly) is a cheater, like Bill Belichick, according to Yahoo Sports. Dan Wetzel, friend of the show, Dan, on, Dan has broken a lot of good stories
3: for Yahoo. He's, he's really, really a really good investigative reporter, Chris. You know Dan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah a he's a really good. 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 He, he breaks a lot of stuff for them, and you know he's based in in Michigan.
4: Okay. Yeah. Right, so according to Wetzel... We live down the block from each other, actually, in Southfield. Go ahead. The NCAA is currently investigating Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines football program for allegedly sign-stealing. According to Wetzel, two of Michigan's opponents this season told Yahoo Sports they became aware that Michigan knew their play signs, and now while sign-stealing isn't necessarily illegal, the way that it's being reported is that they had staffers... At other away games, not at Michigan games. And that is wrong. That, that, is, uh, that part is illegal. Yes. That, that's the part. Yes. You, exactly. you, the teams try to steal signs
2: during But you games can't all send the a staff Just to It's like go in there. baseball. Right. 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 So, but when you're sending a staff to another you're, game, you're trying and, to cheat. Yeah. You're, that's that's, all that's there is a blatant it. cheat. It, it is exactly what. Um, the, remember when the uh,
3: Patriots a few years ago in Cincinnati, Right. We're trying to do They did it and people said, "Well, what do they need help with with the with Cincinnati and the Bengals?" What people didn't realize is Bill Belichick hadn't faced that coach, Chris, so he had nothing on him. It was a new coach. And so he was going to get new stuff to find out what they do. That's exactly
4: what it was. So the exact story is allegedly they had people attending games of future opponents as well as potential college football playoff opponents to gather signs and and steal signs and call plays. If this is true, The Wolverines would have violated an NCAA bylaw prohibiting off-campus, in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season. Again, if it's not a team you're playing that week, you are not allowed to send staffers to scout them.
3: And what do we hear? Have we heard anything
4: from uh... Harbaugh? We have heard from Harbaugh. Harbaugh denies it. Do we have sound of it? No, he issued a written statement um, through the university. I can read it here in full if you'd want to says, I want to make it clear that I and my staff will fully cooperate with the investigation. I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signals, nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment. I have no awareness of anyone on our staff having done that or having directed that action.
3: Now, That's here's the, the thing. You know, when you say that, plane tickets, how they get there, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some sort of paper trail if they're going to games. Right, right, right. You don't just you're not sneaking in over the fence. And, and I'll you say gotta this: we got to get. How did you get in? Or how did you get there to these right. games? And even if, first of all, I
2: don't believe. I, I'm not gonna say he's guilty. No, in, I'm not. Know, we don't. So I don't know that. Guilty. Right, right. I don't but know. I'll say this: I. It's hard for me to believe that people on his staff were on their of their own volition. We're going to places and doing this no, without I'm, him having any knowledge. Right? I'm with you. I'm right? with you. Right, and because one, and even if you don't have knowledge, which again, I I don't believe, but even if you didn't have knowledge, that doesn't make you look good. Number one, you've got people below you cheating on your wife. And why would they and be clearly doing that? not having? Yeah, not following, not thinking you're an authority. And why? Right, like you said, like. Who would do that without telling the head coach? Because he's the one. Now,
3: who's in hot water? Who's the one being criticized? And, and Him. If, and if you went and did that, Chris, and they implemented, he would have to know, like, somebody would have like, to to, you, to be able to use the information you're getting, right? Oh, Where they're we doing get this. this. From? Yeah. Oh, right. they're, they're, they're going to really? be doing this. How this? do we know this? Exactly. You got to question. Where is right. this coming from? How do you know that they're going to run this play or how do you know they're doing this? How do you know you're they're lining up this way defensively and and they're playing man and it's open or whatever it is? Right, right, like this. Right. It, it it you can't buy into that. So, what where where are you at on this, Rob? What are, What are your feelings about? Well, this? I just I think obviously there's got to be an investigation. But right. if if this is true and they find out uh that they have been doing, it's going to taint him and Michigan. Just just the way that the Astros, we talked about it the other week, Chris, last week, they're never going to get their full due. And Michigan, we thought, turned the program around, right? Uh, it was really bad, and then he started to win. He beat Ohio State at Ohio State. My God, you know, when you start to well, say, uh, right. you know, Michigan had finally turned the corner because, they remember, they were ready to run him out of town. He had to take a pay cut. I mean it was bad at Michigan for him. Well it was and and I had argued for him, you know that, because
2: I mean they had gone a couple of decades without finishing in the top 20. Um or not not a- absolutely, but um finishing, you know, not not a few decades before. Like Rich Rodriguez? You didn't like, you, you didn't <laughs> like Brady Hoke? Not Rich Rodriguez did not did not do much that for You know what Brady Hoke's ne- nickname few- was at Michigan?
3: Brady joke. That's how bad yeah, it
2: was. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Right. But they had had – the program had fallen off from what it was, obviously, you know, Lloyd Carr, Bo Beckler, all that stuff. Harbaugh did return them to being perennially in the top 20 and some years in the top 10 or 15. So I thought he had done a good job, you know, overall. he He wasn't – living up to his contract where he was a top five paid coach in the country. And that's why they wanted him to take a pay cut. But then Rob, and like you said, it was really getting hot there because they had finished 18th in the country. And then they had finished. They weren't even ranked at the end of, of one season. That was just a few years ago, 2020. Uh, And then they all of a sudden, like you said, they beat Ohio state. They're in the top five. Now they're ranked number two. Um, like they have become like a top four or five program in the last couple of years, which Michigan, as great as their history is, Rob, they weren't necessarily that. And so it looked like, man, Harbaugh's done a fantastic job. So as you said, it would definitely taint what he's done. But I'm going to say that, and again, I – Innocent to proven guilty. I'm not saying he's done this. I, I have no idea. But I'll say, and we'll see how bad it is, right, Without, with the investigation. I mean, we, we don't know the degree to everything. But what, what I think should be on the table is, one, suspending, like losing all the victories that they won in the years that they did this. So if they've done this the last two years, those victories are wiped from the ledger. No, I mean. And if two, I think sus- if they, I don't know how soon the investigation will complete. be completed, but if, if soon, he should be suspended for the rest of this season. He already missed the first three games because of some minor stuff, but he should be suspended for the rest of the season. And next year should be on the table, too, um, depending on, you know, how bad this thing
3: is oh yeah i I agree if they really find out and they have evidence chris and and these got these uh staffers were at these schools or whatever, and they can prove like why are they there, what are they doing, you know what I mean, and you could figure it all, piece it together, then they should throw the hammer at them it's just you can't have it these yeah, are blatant it, these are blatant breaking of uh n c a a rules right that's that's bad and and the
2: thing is this, rob and I get it, it's a little different college versus pro, but all of these guys are top-level athletes. The teams they're playing are top-level, particularly if they get to the playoff. And the difference between, uh, like somebody might say, oh, well, they know their signs. That's huge. It's huge. Rob, the difference between, you know, not winning a playoff game and winning the national championship is minute. Chris, you I always point people to like the 100-meter the dash in the Olympics or, or World Championships or whatever you want to call it. Um, the difference between winning gold and finishing out of the off the medal stand is very minuscule. It's tenths of a second. A couple of tenths of a second. And that's generally the difference between world-class athletes.
3: And so any little advantage you get is not fair. We talk and about it all the time, Chris. It's just like hitting in baseball. If right. you know what's coming, uh, dude, th- th- that's half the battle. Absolutely. I don't care how hard he throws it. If I know for sure I could dig in on a fastball and it's not going to have a bend in it, I got a way better chance of As it. As a player, right.
2: Now, to the average, right, that wouldn't matter to me and you. Right. But to a, a major league hitter, Absolutely. absolutely. I know a fastball is coming. Like you said, uh, that thing is.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm I got a better it. right. I I got a guard against him throwing some breaking yep. stuff or a curveball. That that's yep. what I guard against. No doubt. So this is big. It's
2: unfortunate because they were having a great year, are having a great year, and um, you know, as you said, Rob, it looked like he had really turned him around. And this is going to taint it, if indeed it is true.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Balls.
2: Our next guest played nine years in the NBA, two time All Star. And you, you're remembering from those Indiana Pacers teams that Rob, they gave Miami's Big Three of LeBron, Wade, and Bosch all they wanted. They gave them seven all seven the with smoke. them in the conference finals, six with them in the conference finals. And our next guest was a huge part. He was on Indiana's Big Three, uh, Roy Hibbert. Roy, welcome, welcome to the Occupy. How brother. are you?
6: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I, I just want to honestly say I, I listen to your show all the time. I'm a big fan. I love the, the 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 content and everything you guys put out with all the without all the extra stuff. You know, you guys have good good you know, analysis and, 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 and I, I appreciate it. Man, thank you, we, Mark, yo,
3: well. thank you, Roy.
2: Yep. Means a lot, man. Now, now you're dabbling in this some, right? Now, do you want to? Do more TV? I mean, you've done acting, parks and recreation, things like that, and and some sports talk, too. So are right. you looking to do more in this or, or what?
6: Last year was my first year at CBS doing college sports uh, uh, behind the, the desk in studio. Uh, I tried my hand at coaching with the 76ers. I can honestly tell you that uh, I will not do that ever again. Uh, <laughs> coaching is not for me. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather uh, uh, be commentating than having to, like, you know uh, – uh, babysitting some players, you know? No. Oh, well, you, you look,
2: you, you said it. Sixers babysitting some players. This James Harden thing is crazy. Let's What's start your take here. on yep. this?
6: Well, you know, uh, I feel like in this day and age, what I'm about to say, some players may not like, but like, you know, uh, I, I used to listen to Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Moore, and Dikembe. Whenever they used to speak, I used to listen. And one thing that I always got from them is like, you know, like, at least. they're going to pay you this amount of money. I feel like you should honor your your, your contract. And it's just unfathomable to me to to say, you know, I'm going to put up a fuss, you know, not only once, but twice. It could be three times now if he doesn't get what he wants. You know, right. you're making tons of money. I feel that, you know, you should go out there, put your best foot forward, you know, improve your trade value. You know, sometimes people think in the NBA when you're on the wrong side of 30, things are going downhill. And, you know, stats have, you know, his stats have stopped, not suffered, but have gone down from his, like, prime years. But, you know, to me, I feel like I want him to see him on the court, out there, don't waste any more, I'm not saying him, but. I don't want the Ticket to waste Joel's uh, uh, prime years right
3: now. How, how about how much no, blame do right. you put on? And I'm with you with the players and and whatnot. But how much blame goes on ownership and management who continues to give in? Like like you could say, oh, this is wrong with James Harden's done, but he's done this already twice, and you still trade it for him. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. how can you how can you frown on it because you've allowed him? To do this, and then you trade it for them.
6: Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a mix because you know I think about those NBA commercials where they said this is the players' league, you know. So literally, you know, it's it's it, they, they take you know they they've been given some 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 more leeway on things, and I feel that. I'm an old-school guy. I'd much rather, you know, you do it by the book, but at the same time, the owners, you know, do have to give in to these, to these new players. And hopefully, you know, they can come to a better understanding because every every two, three years, I don't want to hear about a player who just signed a contract that doesn't want to play and will just sit out, you know, like, you know, 70-60s right. have a chance you know, within the last two years to make some noise. But I'm not really sure how much runway they have left.
2: Roy, you you mentioned uh, Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo. Of course, they were your predecessors and mentors at Georgetown. You played at Georgetown, seven-footer, you know, followed in their footsteps. You were a traditional center. You played in the post. Obviously, the game has changed tremendously since you were playing, and you see seven-footers, and now we see, of course, Victor Wimbanyama. We can get to him in a minute, but – He's out on the perimeter. What What is your view of the way the game has changed? I mean, it almost looks like a different game from when you played.
6: You know, I would honestly say you know, people would think that I'm upset, you know, because dinosaurs back to the basket center, you know, not necessarily died off, but they're just – it evolved, let's just say, and I like to see, you know, big guys like Joel and Joker mix it up in the post, but then also, you know, go out to the three-point line and show what they got. One of that Georgetown, love them to death, rest in peace, Big John always told me, you know, big guys make their money in the paint, and he used to tell me that every time I tried to shoot jump shots and stuff, but for me, it's just the evolution of the game, it's secular, I don't know if I said that properly, but I feel like at some point it'll go back to the low post maybe in 10, 15 years when there's another, like, big presence. But, you know, to be honest with you, I like the pace of the game. I like going up and down. When you look at the analytics, one-on-one post-up shots are, like, uh, one of the worst shots. One and done, every team goes down, shoots a three, make an opportunity for offensive rebounds. So, um, it's stat-wise, it's just, you know, stat-wise things have taken over in terms of on-the-court stuff, and then also the things in terms of uh, wrestling players and everything.
3: Let me ask you, you brought up the Joker, who was fantastic in the postseason and the championship and the playoffs at total, uh, didn't win the MVP. Some people were, I think, uh, you know, going against him just because he had won it two years in a row, and he really proved to a lot of people. What's his ceiling? Because I feel like he's still growing and getting better. Like, not that he's going the other way. He's still a young guy. Uh, can he be even better than we've seen?
6: I mean, in terms of like his awkwardness of how he's able to hit shots, I'm not sure how long to say, like, can he do this another eight years where he's just making some insane shots. But the ability to pass, you know, bring the ball up the court, find open players, I feel like – he can continue to do that years and years and years, and you know maybe his his acrobatic nimbleness on the court may suffer as he gets older and, and you know have more wear and tear. But I think that he has a he has a, a long career. I don't know if they could win it back to back, but I feel that they'll they'll you know they'll beat top three in the I mean, in the west as long as as, as Joker's there.
2: So what are your thoughts on Victor Wimbanyama? You said you like to see the big men, you know, play out on the perimeter and stuff. If you've seen any of him in the preseason, I mean, he's obviously, he's done a little bit of everything in the preseason. So what are your thoughts on him and really his ceiling?
6: So in terms of ceiling, I just want to start with this first. When I played, I played with George Hill, who got traded from the, the, the Spurs to the Pacers, and I got to, know uh, uh, Coach Pop and uh, Tim Duncan on a one-on-one basis. I actually went out to, to, to San Antonio to work out with Tim in the Spurs while on the paces during the summer just absorbed absorb and just being around that facility and the fact that, you know, Everybody's working together. Literally, if the players are running sprints on the on the field, Coach Pop was running sprints, and the assistant coaches were running sprints uh, during the summer workouts. So I feel that mm-hmm. he's going to have a good, solid foundation. No BS, nothing you know uh, to, to distract them outside. But one thing I do know about about Victor is like I'm not sure what his ceiling will be, but the worst I think if he puts in the time and effort. Uh, with Tim and in the Spurs and, and and Coach Pop, the the worst I feel like he could be is is like a, a, a Porzingis, and like you look at Porzingis, he's you, you know a, a unicorn in New York traded. Two or three times, and usually, once you get traded two or three times, you know your your value diminishes. You don't get the ball as much. He's a key component for this Boston Celtics team now, you know. So uh, uh, to make a deep run, so I feel that I don't know what his ceiling could be, but if he puts the time and effort in, the worst thing he could be is like a Porzingis, who's like an eighteen, maybe sixteen to eighteen points per game, and and, and give you some uh, good good moments on the court.
2: Look, if Porzingis could stay healthy, I mean, he he might be a perennial All Star in the East. You know, that's yeah, been a yeah. big problem for him. So I yeah, that's not – yeah, he's 20 and 9, plenty, 20 plus and 9 when he's healthy. So, no, nah, yeah. they'll take that if they can get it. That's for darn sure. And and um, one
3: last thing. One last thing. If you were uh, the Clippers, would you trade for James Harden? Is, is, does this make sense? Or do you leave what you have? Or do you put yourself out there by uh, bringing James Harden into something that you already have going with the Clippers?
6: GM and the front office person is is totally different than, like, guesstimating. But I think about my time with the Pacers, David West came in. And he is always like, all right, every 10 games, let's assess what's going on, where we are, you know, as opposed to, like, doing something rash, like right now, pulling the trigger and trading some first. Or, you know, I'm not sure what the trade package would be. So, to me, I like to see the Clippers... You know, shout out to PG. I hope he does really well this year. And uh, but I, I hope that they maybe start off fewer they are in terms of the pack because you know Phoenix is looking good, Denver's looking to go back to you know uh, 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 back to back. So I feel like they should feel it out. Like it's okay the first twenty games. You know, don't really feel like you need to like make a make a move until maybe you're like four and sixteen or you know at the beginning of the season. Then you may need to, to make a jump, make a move.
2: All right, that is Roy Hibbert, NBA veteran. Great stuff, man, Roy. We'll get you on again, brother, for real.
6: I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. I love hearing you guys, and and, and God bless you. hope you all all have a good night.
1: Thank you. You too. Thank you, my man. Peace. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Speaking of Derek Carr, one of his buddies, Devontae Adams, who left Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as a free agent a few years ago to go to play with Carr, who is, was his teammate, his quarterback in, high sc- in college. I'm sorry, at Fresno State. And they were going to team up last year for the Raiders, and they did. And the team wasn't very good, but Adams put up huge numbers, mostly with Carr. And then, of course, Carr... Was jettisoned and now he's with the new New Orleans Saints. Right, and Devontae Adams Rob has it, got to be just kicking himself. But these last two games, now ironically, the Raiders who are three and three won their last two games, but they're over the Packers and the Patriots. Devontae Rob has six receptions, only two in the last game. For fewer than 80 yards, and he is none too pleased. And he talked about it yesterday. When you're a player like me, mentally, my benchmark is not wins and losses; is greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the uh, an influence on the game. That's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out. I can't- came here to win and to, to do it the right way if it don't look like it's supposed to look then I mean I'm, I'm gonna be frustrated if I'm not a part of that that plan because as you know I have I have the opportunity to go and make to, to change that and make it look like a much better picture out there and if that doesn't happen then I'm gonna be frustrated it's not about me but you know I'm one of the bigger pieces you know as to why this offense is gonna go and if I'm not getting it then that's obviously not um according to plan.
3: Can you argue with that? And it's not. this is not being a, a diva or whatever. Uh, I get it. He expects to be a part of it. Uh, he expects if they're going to get to that level that he uh, is going to be a big part of the offense. It's not like they're lighting the house on fire, Chris, without him, like offensively. No. They're struggling. No. Even, even when they beat, think about this, even when they beat uh, the Patriots, they, everybody else is scoring, you know, thirty-five points on them, and they just right. barely beat them. And and the, and the right. Raiders are averaging sixteen point seven points per game, fifth worst in the in the NFL. That's terrible. And they still haven't eclipsed uh, twenty points, Chris, offensively in any game. Not yet. So yeah. So 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 I get all of that, and I, I'm here to say, I know Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay anymore, Chris, or whatever. But I, I, I just wonder, I know Devontae wanted to move there. He wanted to live in, in uh, Nevada and all that and Close reunite California. Yeah, reunite with his uh, college uh, quarterback and, and all that, and I get all that. But to go to the Raiders and be a part of this where you're not in the mix and you have a coach that really hasn't figured it out without Tom Brady, uh, Josh McDaniels. And then what they did to his quarterback, knowing he came there for him, I I I, just—I bet you he—he probably regrets that he went to the Raiders because he shouldn't have to be standing there explaining why he's not getting the football and why he's frustrated and and you know and and why this team offensively isn't where it should be when you have a guy of his caliber. And then you know this year they're what three and three, so they're they're at least five hundred. But it's not great. It hasn't been great. Rob, let's just keep
2: it real. How could he not? How could he not regret it? Now, I get you. You've talked about being the Green Bay and what it's like and what it is and what it is not. And it is not California. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we know that. It I, is I told you, Chris, Las Vegas. Covering the Lions, I've been to Green Bay, Wisconsin, one day, one time every year for 20 years. You know what I mean? I know the right. place. So I can understand him wanting, no offense
2: to Green Bay and the people in Wisconsin, but I can understand him not wanting to be there. Now, there is this, Rob, you're only there uh, parts of the season um you can live wherever you want in the off season, you know what I mean? like oh yeah, you't it, it's not ride. like you have to you're relegated to Green Bay, Wisconsin 12 months a year um but so he may you know maybe personally, he's glad that he's out of that town and in a bigger city, although I'm sure Rob, it's hard to kind of enjoy it to the degree that he would like to, being that he's not happy with the football situation. And he has gone – it was a bad enough drop going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. All right? But imagine going from Aaron Rodgers to Jimmy Garoppolo with all due respect to Jimmy. He won games, but, you know, he's not a a top-level quarterback. But now it's Aaron Rodgers to Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer. Right. Right. And you and I talked about this when he left Green Bay. Is he already a shoe in for the Hall of Fame? I it's iffy. I mean, wide receivers don't
3: just get in. No, that why, actually wide receivers struggle getting in. Uh it took Chris Carter a million years to Chris. Yep. It it ain't it ain't that easy. It's not automatic. We did see Calvin Johnson get in his first ballot, uh, and Randy Moss got in first ballot, but it's it's a struggle. Yeah, him.
2: and 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 a lot of people took issue with him saying, "I'm not measured by wins and losses. I'm measured by greatness." And I get on the surface, people might that might sound like, "Yeah,
3: what?" I I get it, but but, but I, he is I, I, he I would, is right, Christian. I don't mean to interrupt. You, he,
2: he no, he, he's, he's
3: absolutely
0: right. He's right because, because
3: we don't measure wide receivers on no, that. Only quarterbacks no. get measured on that. I agree with right. That. At,
0: right. Because otherwise, Rand- if what that's you, the case,
3: Calvin
2: Johnson wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Chris, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Largent, and you said it, Calvin Johnson. What do all those got? Terrell, Terrell Owens, friend of the show. None of them have a Super Bowl ring. Right. Does it matter? I'm not, and, and I am not. I I believe wholeheartedly that every single one of them and Devontae Adams want to win as bad as anybody else. But your greatness at the end of your career or even during your career is not going to be, oh, he won three Super Bowls. No, That's icing on the cake. We the, don't, the fact we don't that talk Jerry like Rice that. won Super Bowls yep. is like icing on the cake. Rob, Tyreek Hill has won a Super Bowl. Are we talking more about him winning a Super Bowl with the Chiefs or him being this dynamic individual it's a, athlete it's about that. who all of a sudden has two about to win an MVP.
3: Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's way more about being dynamic and whatnot and definitely not. And he's right that, that it isn't a win-loss thing. Nobody knows, hey, what was, uh, you know, what's Devontae's win-loss record? <laughs> what, what, right. <laughs> we, it doesn't, do we, we know do it? not
2: talk that we way. We don't know it. No. No. It doesn't matter at all in that regard. Um, But that is for quarterbacks. But for the receivers, it it is about, you know, how great they are individually. And I will say this, Rob, and I think you'll probably agree with me. If if Devontae was on Miami um, or uh, Cincinnati and they were winning – and he was only getting three targets a game, you know, for a couple of games stretch, and he did this, then it would look bad because you; those are teams that actually have a chance to, you know, they're oh, no, in the Super Bowl. That, that mix, would be selfish. Right? That would be selfish. That would be selfish. Right. But this team, I don't care. I mean, look, God bless them and Rob G, that's your team. It's nice and cute that they've won two games straight. But they're but nobody. They they're not, they're not, they're far from a contender and they're not even getting in the playoffs. Let's keep it Of course, he's
3: wearing his Raiders shirt today. He had to just show me Rob G.
2: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like when you say, he's saying it because he's like, look, for us to even be remotely good, he didn't say this, but this is what he means. I got to be involved.
3: We got no chance if I'm not involved. Right. And and how, who are you throwing to if you're not throwing to me? Right. Ooh, uh, help right. me out. So
2: yeah, I, I got no issues with what Devontae said. I Rob, I think we probably, I, I think we said this. I, that was a tough move, man. Especially when we get Green Bay was kind of low balling him initially. But they all. But then they him, but came, then they back, came like, back with the, the same, with offer, the same right?
3: offer. So he could have stayed. And like yeah. I said, I just know that whatever was going on in Green Bay, Chris, whether it was with Aaron Rodgers or or even Jordan Love. He'd be a big part of it. He'd be getting the football oh, yeah. like that. That it's, I don't think there'd be yeah. any question about it. Jordan Love might be a better quarterback. Already. Right? No, that's
2: a right? good point. And, and and hard to leave Aaron Rodgers. Heck, Aaron Rodgers might still be there. He might
3: still be there. That he might have so. been like, you know what? I'm not going any. My guy, Devontae's here. Right. Where am I going?
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play.